Jared, fun introduction. Go. Boom. Here are my... <laughs> no. No. Take two. Here at We Watch Things, we don't give a shit, except you got bling. Oh! I, don't... <laughs> I, could go... I should go longer. That one wasn't good. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. Thank you. I was trying to think of like what rhymes with things, and the bling was like the first one that came to mind. Blings. Blings. Rings. Stings. 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 We float. We watch like things a... until our eyes sting. Yeah. Because they never shut. Because they never. Cause I like have a clockwork them. orange, we just prop them open. Ugh, that's a creepy movie. Okay. Welcome to We Watch Things. <laughs> the podcast where we watch a lot of things. Yeah. Till our eyes sting. Until our eyes sting. <laughs> I think it's going to stick. It's going to stick. I think stick. it's going to stick now. You know when you just know something is just perfect? <laughs> <laughs> then why didn't I get that feeling two seconds ago? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jared, what have you been watching? Um, Good question. I just finished that show I was telling you about Travelers. I yes. just finished it. Good. Great. See, like great ending to the season. I can't wait for season four now. I'm glad I'm caught up so that I can like live watch it. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. Um, what else have I been watching? I finished Six Education as well. We were talking okay, about yeah. that for a little bit. Wait, I didn't talk about Travelers because I talked about Sex you Education. Wait, or did I? Oh, maybe you didn't because you were going to save... One. Tell us about Travelers anyways. So, yes. So, I've been watching... Travelers is a show on Netflix. I've been watching it for ever since I got back from Christmas break. So, like, I guess it's, like, this month. Mm -hmm. I've been watching it, like, the whole month of January. 17, so it's taken me 17 days now. (laughs) But it is a show um, about this dystopian future. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because it doesn't take place in the future. It takes place in the 21st century. Um, right, but aren't they coming from the future? Yes. So what it is, okay. is it's like people from the future are coming back and taking the place of people here in the 21st century, and they go on these missions to recorrect the course of history um, to hopefully lead to a better future. Okay, so yeah. the main thing is, is that when you're about to die, mm-hmm. what they do is they transfer the consciousness of the person from the future into the body of the person in the present. So, like, say that, like, I'm just sitting at home watching things. Mm -hmm. I'm about to have a heart attack because I've Your eyes are stinging so bad. (laughs) My eyes are stinging so bad that I'm about to, like, die. Yeah. So what happens is, like, literally right before the the time of my death, this, like, loud piercing sound comes. I have this huge headache. It's like a migraine. And then... Um, I like scream a lot and then I come back <laughs> as the person from the future. And Okay. But that's like that's like kind of like the 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 twist or like kind of like the catch for them traveling mm-hmm. back is like they have to do it right when the person is dying cuz like okay. what happens is like the it's run by an AI soft like an I, a, AI. Really? They call him the director. Oh my god. So the director knows the time and place like longitude they have like your coordinates and they know the time of death they call it on like the historical record okay you know, they have a historical record of the time of your death and where you were mm-hmm. and stuff and they use those coordinates to like tra- to like transport you and you have to be very precise because if you're like a little bit off then it doesn't work interesting yeah so it's a really fun show because you have so like and then the team of travelers so they're called mm-hmm. travelers right 
and the team consists of one to five people, mm-hmm. um, each with a specialty. So you have like a leader, you have a medic, you have an engineer, you have um, someone called a historian who remembers everything. From, they like remember everything. Really? And they take some type of like drug or something. Like, okay. But their memories, you are you do have to be selected to be a historian, mm-hmm. but you just your job is to literally remember everything of the past. So wow. what happens is you are in charge of knowing the coordinates of the deaths so that you can pick up other travelers okay. when they arrive. Or and you also know all of like the lottery numbers and like the sports winnings and stuff like that, so that because that's what they do for money in the 21st is they oh. use these historians to gamble. It's so cool. It's like really Somebody fun. Somebody saw Back to the Future Part 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also have like a tactician, so like your weapons and like military strategy and like attack strategy. What kind of like missions do they go on? So some missions, oh, it's really cool. So like they find out missions by mm-hmm. the director. He takes over children. So with a Pretty. child's brain, yeah. So with the child's brain, the damage, no damage is done because it's not fully developed. Okay. So, like, the director sends messages through children, so these kids will walk up and, like, be robotic and be like, Traveler 5611, you need to so-and-so do this. So it's either going to be, like, pick up a traveler, (coughs) pick up another traveler, like Mm -hmm. an incoming one, because, you know, you're just dropped into, like, an area. Yeah. And the historical record's only built off of what the AI knows from social media and your online presence. Whoa. Which proves to be problematic because not everyone tells the truth online. Yeah, people fib (laughs) a little bit. So that kind of gets them into some trouble and like they can only work off of that. Like, so when, because when you volunteer for the Travelers Program, you're studying your, Mm -hmm. like your tell, like Mm -hmm. your person, like your whole life. Like, okay, you know. Oh, so they're not just going into random people. They know who they're going into. Yes. The travelers know who they're going into and they study and study as much as they can. So that they can try to keep living with as that person. (coughs) Yeah. Interesting. Yes, it's really cool. And then some other missions are like, um, stop this natural disaster from happening or like, oh, there's going to be a terrorist attack here that kills all these people, but we need some of those people to be alive to help the grand plan mm-hmm. of making the world a better place in the future. So it's a lot of that. Okay. All right. Yeah, and they have protocols and they have all this other stuff, but I can't get into that because it's actually part of the fun of watching the show. Is yeah. Like finding out what these protocols are. And it's just like a lot of fun. Eric McCormick is probably the only recognizable name. <coughs> Who is that? He played Will on Will and Grace. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And he also produces the show as well. Oh, nice. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. And it's a Netflix original, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's weird. Like, um, I mean, it's shot beautifully. So it's like, okay, this, yeah, like it can be Netflix, but it's like shot very well. The acting is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been like a really fun show to watch. And it's really not that, and like the sci-fi-y materials of the show aren't necessarily like the center of everything. Okay. Like it is like the drama and the relationships. It's a really fun take on like, how these people like have to build and maintain relationships with all of these rules that are put upon them. Hmm. Yes, it's I a really have to fun check show. That one out. Highly recommend. Eight point one on IMBD, ten out yeah. of ten in my heart. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm like coughing like crazy. I was doing this on my other podcast. Really? And I, I did not I wasn't able to edit them all out because They're gonna be in there. They're gonna be That's in there. Okay. I'm trying to like give some pauses, but yeah. <coughs> you need a lozenge? Probably. I don't have one to give you. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Just a general question. I probably should drink water, but whatever. You probably shouldn't be drinking wine. Nope, but here I am. That's okay. What have you been watching, girl? I got caught up in The Office again. Yes, you did. Girl, yes, you did. It's one of my favorite shows. God, I just love it. I think it's one of the best shows that's ever been done in the history of TV. And anytime, yeah, Yeah, anytime I watch, I'll watch one episode. And like, this is what happened is my friend is watching it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And she came over for New Year's. And we just wanted like a quiet New Year's. And I was like, let's just catch up with wherever you are in the office. And she was in season six. And I just, I couldn't stop. And I just kept going. I don't blame so. you. Like, once you're, like, back in there, yeah. you kind of have to write. Like, for and a then, show like that that you love so much, yeah. you do just have to, like, finish it out. And it ended, and I was crying like I do every time, and it was so hard not to just start season one, episode one again. Like, I was just ready to be right back in it. See, and that's just, like, incredible. And there's, like, not a lot of shows that do that for people. No, I don't actually rewatch a lot of TV, because um, it's such a big commitment. I rewatched like... The first season of American Horror Story a couple times. Mm-hmm. The Haunting of Hill House a couple times. See, and like with that, like it's so hard for me to rewatch television just because mm. there's so much out there. Yeah, That I'm exactly. like, how am I going to spend my time? Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. something I love. Like, I have the Teen Wolf series here and I have an Avatar. Because I did want to rewatch Ooh, Avatar. Avatar now that I'm older. Me too. Because I know it's going to like be different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I just bought Heroes season one and two. Oh, nice. Not because it was necessarily like the best. Yeah. But it was like a lot of fun when it came out. Mm-hmm. I was like right coming into high school and like saving the cheerleader was like, that, like, that was like, <laughs> Like, you, we got shirts saying that. You I know? remember. I you had know? friends that watched it. Yeah. A big phenomenon. But, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, a fun thing to be a part of. But, yeah. I mean, like, The Office is, like, so, you're right. It's so easy. Yeah. To just start going season one. Start it's, all over. And it's such a comforting show. I just, oh, I love it. Yeah. It's because, I mean, like, they make you love every single character. Yeah. And I've actually, I watched The British Office. And it's also really good, but it's so much shorter. It's like one season or something. And it's like a short season. It's like eight episodes or something like that. So it's cute and it's really good, but you don't get the time to fall in love with everyone. Wait, it's only one season? Yeah. Wait, what? It's like, okay, let me see. I have to make sure because I think it's like one season and it's like a British season. So it's like eight episodes. Oh, that is sad. I have to double check now. No, I lied. It's six episodes. <laughs> At least what's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Let me... I don't think there's... Wait, two series. Wait, there's... there's is two there seasons. a season two? Oh, wait, I watched season two. There's eight episodes of season two. So yeah. that's it. And it is it is really good. Um, but because you don't have the time to fall in love with everyone, it's not the same. Who do you think you're most like in the office? Hmm. I mean, I've been a receptionist for a really <laughs> that's long time. That's not where I was going. No, with I know the... it's not. I know it's not, but that's like I relate to Pam a lot because I've been in that position and wanted more and like felt creatively stifled doing things because um, I've had a lot of administrative jobs. So, I mean, probably Pam, but also because, like, Pam and Jim are the most normal characters. Yeah. Like, I would never, 
Sometimes what's really scary watching it this time, sometimes I relate to Angela. And that's truly frightening. <laughs> well, what part, which Angela? Like, early office Angela or, like, later off? Like, because, you know, there's, like, a shift yes. in the character. Um, I want to say... Well, this time I only started with season six. So I want to say later office Angela. I just relate to Angela when she sees things that are not clean. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I relate to that. Um... I don't know. Who do you think I'm like? Um, who do I think you're like? Well, I wanted to ask you, who do you think I'm like? like if you, oh, God. If you you to, are like, I'm like no big... one. What? I'm trying to... Th- I think I have... Mine's a couple. Mix them. Okay, I'm going to... I have yeah. a couple that I could do. I, I'm going to think are. of yours. I'm going to think of yours, too. You... Okay, you're a little bit, and I'm going to explain this, so don't <laughs> freak out. <laughs> I've trust in you. You're a little I think I bit. Want you to, I mean, I want you to say this person. There's two people. Yeah. You're a little bit Michael Scott. Wait, bitch the fuck? Hang on. Let me, hear me out. And you're a little bit Andy Bernard. Ah! Only because you have such a flair, like nothing you do can be boring. Oh, thanks, girl. And that's what, and like. that's the Michael or the Andy? That's both of them because oh, okay. they both sing songs and twirl mm. into a room and things like that. Wow, not what I thought. Not, I Well, because I'm trying to think of, like, another normal... I mean... Well, I thought... I, if I, I usually, like, call myself, like, a little bit of Kelly, a little bit of Meredith. Oh, you're totally... Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. You definitely are. You're classier than Meredith. Thank you. And your voice is deeper than Kelly's. That's <laughs> what... <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, like, right. I feel like, yeah, I'm always, like, what's the tea? Mm-hmm. And, like, trying to get these straight men to love me doesn't work. It does not. Nope. Um, <laughs> who do I think you are? I mean, like, I mean, like, Pam's, like, an easy one. But, like, yeah. you're kind, like, Pam. You Thank give everyone you. a chance, like, Pam. Even if I they try. don't deserve it. Yeah, you try. <laughs> so, Pam was going to be my go-to for you. Okay. I'm okay with that because everyone else is a little bit crazy. Yeah. I relate to Phyllis sometimes. Mm-hmm. But only sometimes. I relate yeah, to exactly. Stanley sometimes, too. A lot of people can. I think like, a lot of people in the workplace relate to Stanley. Especially when it's just like a bullshit day. Right? You're like, five o'clock, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like on the, I love how he's like on the dot. My favorite, one of my favorite moments is the episode where they, Stanley, I forget what it is, but he doesn't, realize something like he doesn't notice something so that like they all something with the clock either they set it forward or back, well they decide right? to like test what stanley will notice by getting progressively crazier so they cover up his computer screen with like a fake computer screen people start like wearing mustaches i think someone gets like naked at some point or something crazy yes they do and then all they do is they change the clock back five minutes and all of a sudden he's like wait that's not the right time. It's five o'clock. I'm leaving. And then as he's like walking out, he passes like all this crazy stuff that he never noticed, but he noticed that clock. Mm-hmm. He can also yeah. be like, these people are idiots. He's probably so used to it. He's like, whatever. Let them have their fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We so can all use that philosophy. Yeah. Just if you're not being harmed. Exactly. Let anyone do, let them do what they want. Right. Just don't let Dwight do whatever he wants because people will get hurt. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's been proven. <laughs> yes. Okay. Alrighty. So Carolyn recommended Burn After Reading for me today. I had seen the previews when I was like 
younger, but never mm-hmm. really got into it. Yeah, I recommended it because it reminded me a little bit of your recommendation last week, Pain and Gain, because mm-hmm. it was like stupid amateurs <laughs> trying to pull off like a scam. Um, but it's, as we were watching it, I was thinking like, wow, this is actually really different. Like this humor it is wa- way different. It was like, you were telling me it was a lot like that. And I was like, okay. And I was looking forward to that mm-hmm. and like waiting for it this whole time while we we're watching it. And then yeah. like a good like 45 minutes and I was like, I think it's, it's tonically a little different. It's very different. And actually watching it, it's been a while since I've seen it. And I don't know if it's our current political climate, but it this movie doesn't come off like a comedy like it did in 2008. Really? Tell me more. Because well, I did think it was funny. There was like a lot of yeah. like, laugh out loud moments, and I do have a question, but I'll wait to get to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like what, what were the differences like this time watching political it? stuff in 2008, like the Russians. That was like funny in 2008 because <sighs> cause in 2008, they we weren't fighting with Russia like nothing was really bad with Russia when they went to the Russian embassy I kind of freaked out because I forgot that that wasn't a you're you're right I forgot that wasn't a joke so in 2008 we were all sitting in the theater going you're taking it to the Russians why are the Russians gonna care like the cold war is over no one cares anymore. But now that's wait. That's the joke. That's the joke. Oh my! See and like me watching it, it doesn't this play time, anymore. It that this is so sad. I know that is actually really upsetting. I know, I know. And I was like sitting. I was like, this this feels different watching it now. It's kind of sad. That's funny. Oh my gosh. Now I get okay. I get like mm-hmm. I kind of got like the joke because like. Francis like brings it to like a different embassy and I was like so that's what I got from it yeah and I thought the Russian that was just like a choice it was a specific choice because like I was reading an article about it too because I was trying to figure out I was like why does this like not play anymore um and they brought up a good point that like these people their idea of like espionage ended with like 1960s James Bond movies which makes sense and yeah yeah, and like the cold war and in 2008, Russia was not meddling in our politics. They weren't, like, doing any of that stuff. No, they were not. So it was funny that they would go to the Russians because you're like, you guys are so stupid that you're not even taking... You think you have this great information, which you don't. You have someone's stupid book. Actually, it's not even his book. They think he has his book. It's, it's just his financial records that they, they have. They have a little bit of his memoir on there. You mean memoir? Memoir. <laughs> <laughs> And that drives me crazy every time he says that. <laughs> My memoir. Um, yeah, I think they have a tiny bit, but mm-hmm. it's like the intro or something yeah, if they have nothing. it. Because he, I don't even know if he's typed it out. He's just recording it. Right, he was recording it. So, yeah, maybe he didn't type. Because what's on the discs is his, when his wife goes to get the financial records for the divorce. Yeah. That's all they have. That's what it's all. And yeah, that's, that's why they think they have something because it's a bunch of numbers. Oh, they probably don't have his memoir. Nope. They probably just saw his name on the bank. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, oh yeah, but they're not too dumb to even realize it's uh, That just... it's just, yeah, it's investments and bank records and whatever. Yeah, I was gonna, my question was like, I wasn't sure if it was trying to be a commentary on politics, but like if there was, it, I was wondering yeah. if I was missing some bigger picture Well, message. it kind of was at the time, but at the time we were, like we were coming out of, 
the Bush era. And the big thing was that, like, we kind of made a mistake invading Iraq. And that was based off of faulty intelligence. From what I can gather, I honestly don't know a ton about it. Because I was 19 when when this movie came out. So, like, I was just starting to follow it. But we were going into, like, elections for Obama. And it was, like, you know, everyone was feeling positive about where we were going. And politics that year it was a joke it was snl you know no one was taking it super seriously um it, it wasn't like it wasn't as depressing as it is <laughs> no. today so yeah that's um that was one of the main jokes that doesn't really play did not anymore. fire all Mm-mm. that's all i can think of for like the jokes that yeah. don't play mm-hmm. out i mean the style of comedy is so different. Have you ever seen a Coen Brothers film before? I, I think, think I have. have. I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah? If you like rattled some off, I would... Fargo? Like to... I have seen... Fa- no, I haven't seen Fargo. But okay, I that's on to. the list. We have to watch it. Um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No. Barton Fink? No. Raising Arizona? No. The Big Lebowski? Almost. Watched a little bit. You watched a little bit? <laughs> That one, unpopular opinion, is not my favorite. See, like, I've heard the Coen Brothers' name thrown around a lot, and I feel like I've seen their films, but apparently I have no not. No Country for Old Men? Ugh, no. What? Ugh, no. That's on the list, too, now. Ah, I mean, it was on the list before, but it's on the list twice now. I, I love the Coen Brothers. They're some of my, literally, like, my favorite directors, and have made some of my favorite movies. This well, was their we, follow-up to No Country for Old Men. We did study the editing in my production class. As you should. <laughs> As you should. Most of their, or a lot of their films, are edited by Roderick James. James or James? Can't read my own handwriting. Which is just the Coen brothers. That's just the name they come up for themselves when they edit their own movies. Oh, it's not even a real person. It's not it's a real person. Them. It's just them. They're really good. They're that good. Did you watch The Ballad of Buster Scruggs on no. Netflix? You watched a couple minutes because you came in while I was watching it. Oh, okay. That was good, too. I you think you have seen one. I guess I must not have. I'm going to look, Miller's though. Crossing. I think that's Blood Simple. I'm, I'm complete trash. <laughs> it's funny because I want to say that I can, like, comment on movies and stuff, but when it's moments like these, it's okay. It's so dumb. I've never seen Teen Wolf. Because you're not <laughs> trash, Carolyn. Actually, I've seen the original Teen Wolf movie with Michael J. Fox. Have you ever seen the movie with Michael J. Fox? Yes. Okay. At least you've seen that. It's not that I wouldn't watch it. I mean, I haven't seen it. Like, I would not say, like, I could. Yeah. I always... Okay, if you ask me if I've seen a movie... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm from Orlando, Florida, originally, right? Mm-hmm. And so we used to have these books called the Sunshine State books. And it would be like a books, like list of books that you would get that you're supposed to read throughout the year, usually like 12 to 13. The Harry Potters would like make is it on there all the school? time. Like, this is like the school district school. would give it yes, out? The or school district, okay. yes. Okay. And so you would read all the books and then you would take quizzes on them to mm-hmm. see if you actually read them. Okay. And then for every quiz you passed, you got, like, that book or whatever. And then if you, like, read all the books, you were, like, some, like, hoo-ha. Okay. But I always, like, determine, oh, did you see this movie? And I was like, well, if this movie was a Sunshine State 
test. Yeah. Could I pass it? Yes, no. And that's your answer. If like, oh, have you seen this movie? And I was like, yeah, but like, I can't like, don't test me on it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I won't so test you I on it I wouldn't pass the Sunshine you wouldn't, State. You wouldn't pass test. the Coen Brothers test. Well, that's going to change in the course of this podcast. I've seen Unbroken. Unbroken? No, wait. That's not them. <laughs> right? I literally Oh, Googled... I think they wrote the screenplay. Oh, there was okay. a couple things times when they wrote the screenplay for things. Gotcha. Okay. I have it. Yeah. What is wrong with me? We'll change that. It's yeah. okay. I always hear it, but I never... Oh, okay. But I knew they did Suburbicon. They wrote Suburbicon. Oh, they George wrote Clooney it. directed Suburbicon. George Clooney, them. when he directs, see, feels very much like the Coen brothers. Like, he's very influenced by Yeah, them. well, because he's in all their movies. Yeah. Which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I haven't. That's, like, so weird. It's okay. We'll work on that. We'll work on that together. Yay. Go me. <laughs> I didn't introduce this movie. You didn't, but you can do it now, and then we can just you can throw it in what, there. What, 30 minutes into the podcast? Okay, I'll do a quick introduction to see if I can edit it in, and if not, then we don't yeah, get an introduction. Edit it in. We could, but we had a good flow going. We did, and we'll continue the flow. We'll see. Okay, Burn After Reading is directed by the Coen Brothers. It was released September 12th, 2008. It's starring Francis McDormand, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, John Malkovich, Tilda Swinton, Richard Jenkins, and J.K. Simmons, among others. Fantastic cast. Amazing cast. We should uh, we should have like a like a JC or like a we watch things like approved. Like approved <laughs> movie. Cast approved. Cast approved. <laughs> Usually it's always a movie approved if we're like recommending it for each right. other. But like that seal of that like bomb ass cast. Yeah. No, one of like seriously, amazing cast. Um I'm gonna try to explain what it's about, but it's gonna be difficult. It follows a couple people. <laughs> it's so hard to explain. Okay. Francis McDormand and Brad Pitt work at a gym. They find this disc with all these files on it. And they think that they have all of these top secret CIA things from John Malkovich's character. So they try to extort him for money. And basically everyone's sleeping with each other while that's happening. Yes. I think, everyone's having yeah, an affair. Kind of has like a Midsummer Night's Dream yeah. kind of twist on Actually, it. Actually, yeah, I can totally see that. That's what I, whenever I hear like these like sleeping with other people, like storylines, yeah. like how everyone's like connected like this. I know yeah. it just brings me back to that. Because... Everyone's connected, but not in like a crash way where they're trying to connect everyone. Everyone is just connected because everyone's having affairs with people and like George Clooney's character is having an affair with John Malkovich's character, but then he's also dating Frances McDormand, who's also dating other people. It's just, it's a mess really is what it is. Yeah, it is. And it definitely gives like that deep, cause it, and it takes place in DC. So yeah. it definitely gives like DC a small town feel. It does. For like a city, but like yeah. that's how like LA is. I mean like any town can feel small town. As soon as you start like seeing people mm-hmm. like over and mm-hmm. over, you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, no one really connects that they're all connected except for George Clooney. He gets a little inkling. He gets a tiny inkling at the end when he realizes that 
Francis McDormand's friend that's gone missing is the guy that he killed. <laughs> but that's it. That's I mean, even at the end, no one knows. Like at the end of the movie, nobody knows what happened except yeah. the audience. Mm-hmm. And even with the audience, I noticed that they drop you in. And this is I was kind of worried about this when we were watching it. This movie can feel a little unsatisfying and a little frustrating at times because they drop you into the middle of scenes. They don't spoon feed you any information. But you know that's what I love. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't feel any discomfort. I didn't even say anything to yeah, I didn't yeah, say anything. Yeah, good. About okay. That. Yeah. Cause I mean, I didn't even notice that. Okay, I was good. Just like, good. Like Because cool. it's really it really is kind of a convoluted plot to get a hold of. And then they don't help you at all. Understand it. Mm-mm. There are times when you feel just as confused about all of it as the people in the movie. Yeah. The only, the, yeah. And it's like, I can't even complain about that. I love it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that always gets me a little worried sometimes is like, okay, how do I need to prepare myself for how crazy this is about? Like how yeah. crazy are they going to get? Right. Do I need to prepare myself? Mm-hmm. Do I need to get kind of ready for this? Like, yeah. Cause if you take it from 30 to 70, I'm going to throw a little bit of a fit, but mm-hmm. like they did a very good job of just like gradually, slowly unfolding this plot yeah. into fun ways mm-hmm. and very interesting ways and very comedic at the same time. And I mean, like I've never seen Francis McDormand, act in this kind of a character before okay like to yeah. me uh, in all the films that i've seen she's like either like this serious badass mm-hmm. like kind of like stone cold like woman yeah where here she's a little bit more vulnerable mm-hmm. she doesn't like the way she looks you know yeah. she wants to get this like she extorts john malkovich's character for money for her surgeries which yeah she gets it <laughs> oh my gosh she she's the only like, person actually that gets what she wants yeah. at the end the and, only person yeah, which is it just, like, cracks me up. Yeah. Like, cracks me up. And, um... That's another thing that can be frustrating, though, is it, none of it is fair. The way it ends, like, the two semi-good people end up dead. Yeah. And everyone else who was terrible basically gets what they want. Yeah, who had no... Like, yeah, Brad Pitt's character really had nothing in... Like, he no. was just helping out a friend. He was. Yeah. Nothing wrong, innocent. And she got him into the situations that led to him getting shot. Exactly. But then, I mean, he was dumb to, like, hide in the closet. I know. Oh, my God. Just go under the bed. No one goes under their bed. That's a good point. If you can get under there. If you can get under there. Or the second he stepped in that shower, leave. Yeah, he should have just taken the chance. he paused too much. I also love when throwaway... Lines that seem like throwaway lines mm-hmm. in the beginning come back to reinforce actions in the future. Oh. So that t- t- I noticed this in mm-hmm. this scene when George Clooney, like when he shoots him, yeah. when he shoots Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But we had that line earlier where Multiple he's never times. shot the gun. He's never 20 shot the- years of service, <clears throat> never discharged my weapon. Never discharged yeah. my weapon. And the training takes over when it takes over. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's the training happened. took over. So I always like... I think the training took over a little too fast. It, it, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It, like, because if the training... <laughs> if the training would have kicked in, he would have like given a second to like identify. Right. Or, or unless, maybe not, maybe not. Try like, to incapacitate the person instead of just shooting them directly in the in forehead. The, yeah. I mean, it was a good shot. It was, it was a but great that's show. what was kind of sad about it. I was surprised that he didn't really have any 
Well, and the, I'd say blood spatter, but all the dresses took all the blood spatter. The dresses in the back of the closet. Well, and then how did Tilda Swinton's character not realize that someone had been shot in her closet? I don't know. I don't know if he cleaned it up and got rid of the dresses or... I, what I can imagine the based on their the characters, yeah. the rest of the training, is he probably said like, oh, I I spilled something in your closet. I had to get rid of some of your dresses. I made a mess. And she's... She's so just, she doesn't care about anything. I can yeah. just picture her going like, ugh, whatever. Don't tell me about it. I don't even care. Oh my gosh. When and they, they just. Hmm. When they show us the scene that she's a pediatrician. I know. Of all the jobs for her to have. I could have sworn she was like a lawyer or something. Yeah. And that's why honestly and Not thought. like a doctor, fine. But a pediatrician. Yeah. And she talks to those kids like crap. Oh yeah. She is the scariest pediatrician. And I, I mean, like, and I love Tilda Swinton, but that's just her face. I, yeah, I love Tilda Swinton. Just... Oh, love her. <laughs> like, I mean, like, and I'll never unsee her as the witch. Oh, from the Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's, like, she's there. There she is. She seems like she'd be so nice, though. Oh, I bet you she's, ni- yeah, oh, she's probably the nicest person alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you feel about the movie? Did you like it? I did like it. Okay. Because I, I was worried like because... Like like I said, we were watching it, and I was like, this is very different from Pain and Gain. Oh, yeah. It's And not all of it comes off as a comedy anymore. Exactly. And, like, I wasn't going to hold on to, like, oh, she said it was, like, Pain and Gain. I wasn't going to hold on to that. Because Good. it's like, Oof. what? Like, what? It's like, pfft. Like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do that. Um, no, yeah, I really liked it. it I, I was laughing a lot. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um... It didn't um, feel as long either. Like, it, it had a steady pace. Like, yeah. There really wasn't any, like, things that I disliked about it. You good. Know, it was, you know, it was good. I wish there would have been some title in the movie action, but I can't You wanted them to say I burn want. after reading? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was also kind of like, <clears throat> what is that title trying to say? Like... I like is it in reference to the disc or like you know like, I think it's just in reference to like every time I hear it I think of like Mission Impossible or something where it's like this is your mission if you choose to accept it here are the rules now burn this so nobody knows and it's like mm-hmm. something that they just take themselves so fucking seriously they do and yeah 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 now that you told me a little bit about like the espionage and like the, like a lot of like their the characters' ideas of espionage was like the James Bond. Now I kind of get it. Just like the way that the poster looked and like some of like the artwork, mm-hmm. it would it made it lended itself a little bit more seriously than campy because the oh, okay. t- you know what I mean. Like the yeah. title's very like if we're gonna do this like camp like I think that could have even helped. I mean, and this is today's world. Like yeah. maybe changing that would kind of help the tone of the movie. To where it's like, we're kind of doing, like, if idiots were spies, but, like, not doing, like, field work, but are, like, yeah. doing, like, they just, like, throw themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, Francis McDormand's character is probably, like, the worst case of this. Yeah. And her just drive to, like, get the surgery and, like, she could just, you know, swear on her life that this is this huge government conspiracy. Like, her yeah. eyes just kept getting bigger and bigger with, like, the, like, as it kept getting deeper in there, she's like, oh, like, we're in it, we're in it. Yeah. And just, like, going, like, over the top with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, how other people suffered for her fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, really, everyone else did. 
it's just, it cracks, you know, it's like, yeah. that's, okay, that's the big joke. And it's kind of like, okay, burn after, maybe if there was like, a, like a, again, a line, it would help. But like, mm-hmm. no, I, I mean, not every movie needs it. But. I will say going into this, because I did see this in theaters, um, it took me a while to get used to like the tone and the pacing, because going into it, I didn't know it was going to be like that. I thought it was going to be more serious. Yeah, because um, it's like what, like the, that's like whatever you, artwork and like the poster and everything like the, mm-hmm. all like the preluding like kind of like notations are yeah of, like this film yeah was there how did you feel about the characters is there a character that you liked did you hate all of them um who did i i didn't necessarily it was funny i didn't really hate anyone like I definitely could have, but yeah. I mean George Clooney's character was just like so adorable. I was like, I would never like he's an idiot of a man, but I don't know. There was just like something so charismatic and just like so mm-hmm. like naive about his like yeah. character, and it that was a really funny connection we made. I was like, oh, it's funny that his wife like writes children's books and he yeah. is a child. Like he's a child. He's a child, yeah. And like he was realizing that while she was gone, he missed that. But even mm-hmm. she was having an affair. Yeah. And she was. She was really funny. Yeah, I can't really say like I hate anyone. Like maybe someone that I dislike dislike the most was probably like John Malkovich's character. Yeah. Just like I don't feel sorry for him. No, yeah, I don't feel sorry for him. I mean, I feel like all of the characters are really terrible, but you get moments with most of them that kind of give you something a little bit deeper to like like one of my favorite moments is after the francis mcdormand's first date with that guy with the hair plugs yeah and what like they have sex and while he's asleep she like steals his wallet and you're like oh my god girl what are you doing but then all she does is she goes and sits down in the dark in her apartment and kind of looks through it and finds a note that his wife had written for him and -hmm. it's kind of heartbreaking because it's like she keeps putting herself out there. And even when she gave, like, this guy a chance, even he's a terrible person. Yeah, because she didn't like him. She thought he would, like... She didn't, but she was going to give him a chance, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, she was putting herself out there so much and still got burned. Also, I thought that was that's a really cool way of giving you information that's something totally new usually when you find out a character is married it's because you find a ring or you see the wife or you find a picture of the kids or something but just finding like like a note that says honey please pick up milk is just a really a really subtle way of telling you that he's married yeah and that he's a super dick so everyone is a super dick because like she must be so sweet (laughs) like his wife must be so sweet i know they're all terrible people, and they're all stupid, and they're all different kinds of stupid. But at the end of the day, they're all stupid. Yeah. And they're all just, like, chasing, like, even, like, Francis McDermott's manager was after her. I know. It's just, like, all these people are after the wrong people. I want to know why he's not a priest anymore. Because that's another thing that, like... When I saw it in 2008, I didn't think that much about it. I was like, oh, okay, there's a story there. Probably sad. Poor guy lost his job or something. But now I'm like, you were a Catholic priest, and you don't want to tell us why you're no longer a Catholic mm-hmm. priest? I'm thinking one thing. Eyebrows are raised. Yeah. Lips are cursed. <laughs> and, yeah. like, all of a sudden, I don't think you're such a nice guy anymore. Exactly. So I, But I don't know. I don't think that's what they were going for, because I think they would have given us a little bit more. 
mm-hmm. if it was something that nefarious. Yeah. I even wish we could have gotten some more time with, like, Brad Pitt's character, because... His character's so great. Yeah. So funny. And, like, just, like, so... I almost said enlightening, and that was not what I was going to say. He's not very enlightened. (laughs) He's just, like, so jovial. Yeah. On SAT. There you go. Maybe that's why I should start every week. I need to, like, expand my vocabulary anyway. Maybe I should just, like, look up words. Should we do a a word of the day? (laughs) Should we end it, like... Oh, that's how Bill O'Reilly used to end his show. My parents used to watch The O'Reilly Factor. And he used to always end it with... Like a word of the day. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. It's a sea money. Yes. What are you looking forward to to watching this week? I don't know. What am I looking forward to watching? The office is over. My life is over, Jared. <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even want to recommend Parks and Rec because everyone does that and it just doesn't Oh, no, feel... I love Parks and Rec. I do too, but it doesn't fill the same hole. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> fill the <laughs> hole. <laughs> Which it... Fills the other hole. Fills the other hole. But get... you see what I did there with filling the hole? Parks and Rec. That's how that starts. <gasps> with the pit. With the pit. With the pit. Yes. Actually, I remember because I watched The Office when it was on, and then when it ended, we did start watching Parks and Rec to fill the hole, and season one did not do that. No, and NBC really wanted you to do that. They really wanted it to be The Office, too. But it was only when they stopped trying to be The Office did they, like, get really amazing, because that really is an amazing show. Amen, sis. That's exactly, that's what I've been telling everyone, because Mm -hmm. I watched, I, it's funny, because I was watching Parks and Rec day one. Okay. And I watched the first season, and it wasn't the same as The Office, so I stopped. Yeah. But they kept renewing it, and then they started getting this huge following, and then by, like, season four or five, everyone's like, oh, Park and Rec, Park and Rec. And I'm like, no. No, 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 no. I was there. Yeah. And then I had to rewatch. I did, like, get through season one, and then after that, I was kind of That's like... That's the same thing that happened to me. We ended it. We stopped, because we used to always get together, my friends and her family and I, for whatever their Thursday night lineup was called. Yeah. I want to say it was like, thank God it's Thursday or something like it was that. Like, well, yeah. that. The, or it was like. They had a comedy Thursdays, right? Something like that. Or like must see Thursdays. I feel like they called it something. Yeah. And I can't think of what it was. But we would watch it every Thursday. And we got to like episode two of Parks and Rec. And we just gave up. And it wasn't until it was on Netflix that I like took it back up. Same, yeah. I realized how good it was. So I, I'm in a show hole. That's what I, I'm in. Ooh. I mean, I got back into Frasier because I had put it on hold, and I'm really enjoying it. And I should be finishing that soon. Insta-famous. I started watching Insta-famous. Oh, yeah. How'd you like that? That's interesting. I want some of that money. <laughs> that money. <laughs> I want some of that Instagram money, even though I can barely keep up my own Instagram. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's and I like Dense the Famous. It's really short. Yeah. But they're like eight to 12 minute little segments. Which is nice though. I like that. You get through them. Yeah. They only ordered 12 episodes. I was like, let's get more. Yeah. But then again, but then again, like, can get? right. And a lot of those profiles have been done on YouTube, like on those people's channels. True. So I don't know. And then movies, there's not a lot out right now. Uh-uh. I, I tried to go see a movie yesterday because I was in the mood to see one and I couldn't find one I wanted to really see. I ended up seeing Mary Poppins Returns, which was cute, 
but like I was kind of in the mood for like a new movie. Well, I saw Escape Room this past weekend. Uh huh. And it was pretty good. Okay. I liked it a lot. Like, if you could put, I would say, like, Final Destination and Saw together, then you're getting... (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. Maybe it's a little too much. It's not that intense. Yeah. It's not that gory. Like, I guess I have to, like, tell you the parts of Saw and Final Destination. So, like, you're getting, like, Mm -hmm. the story character study thingy from Saw... But you're kind of getting like this fun, oh, like fun okay. ways of dying. Okay. See, I did the opposite in yeah. my mind. Which is I what... was like, you're getting the characters from Final Destination <laughs> cutting off their limbs like Saw. See, and I saw <laughs> that. So that's why I had to like, let me clarify. I appreciate you clarifying. That, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like fun. And, and like the room, the production is really great. Like the whole okay. like setup and like just like, the imagination that went in like to like make these mm-hmm. rooms. Was it one of the best thrillers I've ever seen in my life? No. Mm-hmm. Am I excited for the sequel? Hell yeah. Because there is a sequel. Is there going to be a sequel? Yeah, they like ended it that way. Oh, okay. Well, are they actually going to get the money for a sequel? I hope so. <laughs> I mean... There's uh, more rooms. Uh, yeah, there's more, <laughs> there's more rooms. I think, I think we need to see how it does in the box office and then we'll get, you know... Because yeah. like the... I mean that... Lately, I've really liked everyone's acting lately. Like, it wasn't bad, but okay. then again, like, how much of a stretch is it to, like, just, like, play, like, people? Right. You're just probably kind of... Those movies, you're kind of just playing emotions. I mm-hmm. feel like they're just playing drowning or playing suffocating. You are, yeah. You're not doing any, like, you know, like... You're not creating characters. You're not really creating <laughs> characters, yeah. And so... And it was, like, pretty easy because, like, a lot of the stuff in the rooms, like, the clues and, like, the puzzles were all connected to their backstories. Okay. Which was, like, a lot of fun to see play nice. out. Um, so I saw that. But what I'm looking forward to to start, maybe you can start this too, mm-hmm. is Grace and Frankie. The Yeah. That's been on my list for a while. Girl, it is so easy. It's a lot... Have you started... Have you seen any of it? I haven't seen any of it except <gasps> what I've seen on the TV when I've walked through when you're watching it. It's so it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. It's thirty minutes. It's like a little situational comedy. If you guys have that one was it. hard because I can't watch that one at work because there's too many sex toys. So yeah, like, but... I couldn't watch it on my computer that everybody can see. Yeah, but now when you go to your new computer, you can. That's true. My new desk. Your new desk. Um, but yeah, I love Grace and Frankie. I've been following it since the beginning. I know it came out this summer that I moved here to California. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been with me ever since. Nice. And I love it. RuPaul's going to be on this season, <gasps> so I'm excited. But no only, way. I heard only three episodes, which is a little, um, like, frustrating. And I heard they kind of just, like, shove him in there. Oh. And they don't, like, blend him in well with the story. It's just like, we got RuPaul, so let's put RuPaul in it. Well, that's exactly what happened because yeah. Jane Fonda and RuPaul are actually really good friends. Oh, okay. And they were just chit-chatting one day, and Ru was like, I'd love to be on. Like, it just came up that he would like to be on the show. And yeah. And then she was like, okay, let's make it happen. Yeah. So, it, but you so can it did make happen. it happen in a good way. Exactly. Don't waste that talent. Mm-hmm. There's no need. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like I think that's also what happened on Broad City because he was also on Broad City for like oh. a little bit. But they worked in his character really nicely. He was like a um, restaurateur. Okay. At, at the restaurant, like he owned the restaurant that Alana had worked at, and he was okay. just like this really fun 
gay restaurant owner, but, like, it was New York, so he could be, like, a little weird. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, like, fun and weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know what his character's like in this show, so we'll see. I will be reporting back. (laughs) Don't you worry. Hold your... Don't hold your breath, because you should go watch it before I make any comment anyway. Yep. But, yeah. I have one thing that we talked about a while... I'm not going to talk about The Masked Singer. Is that what you Why thought? Why not? I, well, I thought everyone loved the Mass Singer. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I do love the Mass Singer. I'm super into it. No, we had talked a couple episodes before about like the um, Academy Award nominations. Yes. And we had said that we hoped that Black Panther was going to get one, but we weren't sure. And and it did seven nominations of war. I was like seven award nominations. Let's mm-hmm. see if I can name them. Best Picture, Best Production Design, Best Costume, Best Sound Mixing, Best Sound Editing, uh, uh, Best Score? I hope so. Something with music? I don't know. I I didn't see anything past Best Best Picture. Best Visual Effects. Oh, good. Good. Did I get them all? We should check that. Did Ryan Coogler not get nominated for Best Director? No, it definitely did not get that. Wait, let me let me fact check. Fact check. Okay. Crap. <clears throat> okay, so his best picture. Read it for the class. <laughs> best picture. <laughs> Uh, original song, All the Stars. Who did that? Who did the song? I can't remember. I don't know. The, the article that I'm reading right now is not telling me. Mm. Yeah, not director. <gasps> Production design. Okay. Costume design. Sound editing sound mixing whenever those were easy because I was like whenever you get nominated for sound editing you get nominated yeah, for sound, sound mixing. mixing so that was like a boom boom yeah <laughs> and then original score um not visual effects oh what's so that I got nominated? score and song so okay, that's what good. I missed so look at me boom boom yeah. boom I had it all okay but Ryan Coogler should really have been nominated and for also what, what what got nominated for best special effects do you want visual effects? Yeah. Okay, it's going to be... It's a lot of Disney, actually. It's almost all Disney. Oh, god! It's Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Okay. There was too much CGI, I felt, in The Avengers, though. Oh, for sure. Some of their characters. I feel like if you have a full character, just put them in makeup. Like, don't... Please. Please yeah, because it doesn't hold up. I'm, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on this podcast, but w- we just prefer practical, you know, we prefer practical here. Yeah. Because that is the art of cinema is like, yeah, taking, like not building that I'm hating on, yeah, building worlds. I'm not hating on computers and CGI, but it kind of just takes the fun out of it. And guess what, guys? It doesn't all look as great as you fucking think it does. I know. And 10 years from now, it definitely won't. Mm-mm. But see, practical... At yeah. least you'll be like, oh, it's practical. Unless you do something like Jurassic Park where they they hid the visual effects really well. 
You know, like when it was completely CGI, it was moving quickly or off in the distance or partially hidden by things. And I feel like now... It's and like, you can't tell. You can't tell. And now it's like a big exposition. They're like, look at the computer graphics. And, and I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, and that's why probably I don't like Avatar. Avatar? James Cameron Avatar. Oh, I'm not a big fan of it either. It's just, it's just like too much. Yeah. But, ooh, that ride... At Disney World. I haven't been. <gasps> you gotta go. Oh my god. I almost cried. The, the what is it called? The one where you ride on the back of the Banshee thing. It's amazing. Fly, the Flight of, pa- the pa- flight of passage. passage. Oh, that ride is really good. Yeah. Okay, that's all I have this week. What is your pick for next week, Jared? Give our listeners their homework. A, should it be a secret? Or No. Do you want me to tell her? I think we should tell people so that they can watch it because you confided in me what this was and I had never heard of it. Okay. And you know we're going to spoil it. Yeah. So the next pick I have is also from an adult, a, a children's author. What do you mean also from a children's author? What? Because the bitch in this movie wrote children's books. <laughs> You're right. Okay. <laughs> what children's book were we talking about? <laughs> Escape room? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I'm sorry. Um, Yes. It's okay. It's from a children's book. Well, it's not from a children's book, but Chris Colfer. Okay. Who wrote and directed this movie. Mm -hmm. Has also written a children's book series called The Land of Stories. Yeah. I have the first one. Um, As you guys may know, he was on a little show called Glee. Mm -hmm. They aired on Fox. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard of it. Written by Ryan Murphy, who we love to (laughs) Who I love to hate. Who I love to hate. But love, love, love him. Mm -hmm. Ryan, love you, sweetie. Let's get coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's poking pins in your voodoo doll right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is. And my lid is like... (laughs) But it's a good-looking voodoo doll. It's cool, yeah. And it's like, if you put the pen in the right place, I won't be mad. <laughs> um, uh, he had, yeah, written and directed his first movie called Struck by Lightning. I was going to try to make a lightning sound. like a, But then, well, lightning but doesn't, lightning doesn't make, make sound. So then, I can't do thunder either. Come on, <laughs> science. <laughs> Come on. Struck nature. by lightning. Struck by lightning. Okay. It's going to be a really fun time. It's right up my alley of teen angst and high school drama. Um, guys, I promise I'm not a one-trick one pony with these movies. <laughs> but it's actually, it just made me movie cry. Really? Okay, I'm excited. I've never I, heard of it. So. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you anything because right out the gate, you're just like, what the, like, what yeah. the fuck? Right okay. out the gate. So, oh, okay. I'm excited. It's my favorite way to start a movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to start. Just because, drop you right in the middle. Right. Well, hmm, or not. Oh. Hmm. Do you start at the end? Because hmm. hmm. I love when you start at the end and then... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start trying to guess. <laughs> okay, well, we will see you guys next week. I had a lot of fun this week. Yeah. This is a good week. We talked about the Russians. We did. They're probably listening. Good. We wish. We I wish they were listening. <laughs> They're probably like, I was oh. like, that doesn't help. That doesn't hurt the, 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 the statistics. They're like, these the two tracks, people? The stats, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening from Russia, welcome. Hi. How are you? I try to think of how to say welcome in Russian. 
and I have no idea. I know how to say goodbye. Did you try to? No, oh. I know how to say thank you. Did you try to Google Translate in your head? That's what I do. I'm like, Google. <laughs> I'm like, Google? wait, I need my phone for that. Google, are you there in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> You're a constant presence in my life. You must be in my brain. Is Dasvidanya thank you or goodbye? Girl, I don't, I have never traveled to the, that side of the internet. The motherland? <laughs> the motherland, no. <laughs> I never have either. I'd love to I'm go, I'm kind actually. of like a Western European, or an Eastern European gal. Oh. Wait, Northwell. No, Western European. <laughs> <laughs> Just insulted all of Russia. This whole episode. <laughs> well, I know, like, Russia's not in Europe, but, like, okay, that's a weird thing. Can we address this really? <laughs> Let's address it, because I don't know geography at all. Russia is, like, mainly in Asia, the continent. But... Culturally, yeah, they're. I would say they're more European. Does it connect? Oh, girl, yes. Let me whip out. Like, is Siberia the one that's up near Asia, and then because it does connect to Europe, right? Does Um, it connect? Is doesn't it border like Romania, Transylvania, all those Dracula kind of countries? So you're right. Siberia is closer to the Mongolia China side. Yeah, and then Russia does. Yes, it touches uh, Germany and, like, those, yeah. So, okay. yes, and Finland, yes. Finland, sweet, like, it touches Finland, so, yes, it does. It stretches mostly Because it's around. huge. Oh, so I guess it might be technically part of Europe. No, Europe is, no, because well, Europe is. Well, I mean, it's not part of, like, the EU, like, the European Union, but it's connected to the continent, yes. No. It is connected to te- it's technical well, because that's the and that's a, that's why they sometimes call it Eurasia and the Olympics. Yes, yes. Because they're connected. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like it's so interesting because you would not think that. No, because their cultures are so they're so different, different. so different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I would consider Russia more Europe, but yeah, they're attached to more of Asia than they are to Europe. But the Siberia part, not not a ton of people live in Siberia, right? I have no idea. I don't know. I always think if of it as like... If you're from Siberia, can you like comment like, and like please inform us? Please correct us. This is what we don't learn in school and what we should learn. Learning so much. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> thank you guys again for joining us this week. Make sure to catch us on the Instagram at yes. WeWatchThingsPod. No yeah. underscore. It's we watch things pod. Say it with me out loud. One, two, three. We, we watch, watch things, things pod. pod. And then you can find us on Twitter at... At watch underscore pod. Also, really quick, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you could like double tap on the post. Acknowledge or, like, us. Acknowledge <laughs> us or give us any kind of love. I would be externally, internally, and eternally grateful. Real talk, though, he's an amazing human being. He is. He seems like an incredible person. I think I still need to do the video essay on, like, his acting career. Yeah. Because, like, wow. Things I, need to be yeah. said. Mm-hmm. I think he's really grown into a, a good actor. I really enjoy watching him. Jumanji, man. Jumanji! <laughs> Bring it back. Okay. That's all we have for you this week. So we will see you guys next week. Remember, watch things. Watch things. (laughs) Bye. Bye.